welcome to episode seven of the Do Business Podcast with myself, Lee Johnston. On today's episode, we have Ben Sims. So Ben has been in Dubai for nearly four years now. He lives here with his family uh, and he is a corporate lawyer for PwC. Interestingly, Ben actually moved to Dubai without visiting the place first. He previously lived in in Hong Kong, um, but came to Dubai from from Manchester, and as I say, hadn't actually been here before. So, um, as a family, uh, or as a partnership, initially, they made a a very bold and brave decision to to take the the leap and move out here without actually uh, visiting the place before, which I I thought was was really interesting. Um, But certainly, by the sounds of it, hasn't looked back. Um, and this came about as we actually connected via social media, we had a good chat and I knew straight away from having a brief conversation that Ben could really share some very valuable and, and useful and informative kind of insight into the, the business world, you know, the, the, the legal side of, of, of running a business, of, of buying, of selling a business here as well. So um, plenty of, of, of great advice and, and tips that he shares within the episode. Um, and also, of course, talks a little bit about life um, as a family here in Dubai as well. So really, really good episode. So without further ado, this is episode seven of the Do Business Podcast with Ben Sims. Enjoy. Two, one, and we are live. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. Good. Yes, all right. Good. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. very excited. You bet, yeah, very much so, yeah. <laughs> you sold it well. <laughs> um, so we um, initially connected a few weeks back, right, and, and we managed to... We broke in travelling in between, so finally managed to get together, and I'm looking forward to hearing a bit more about your story so far. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. I believe you're here with with your family, little little girl as well, one yeah. year old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How's how's life in Dubai so far? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, it's changed. I've been here for almost four years okay. now. So obviously, as you say, uh, in the last year or so, that's changed slightly by yes. having yeah. a little little person involved as well. But yeah, no, really good. Uh, lots of Lots of change generally here in Dubai, but obviously, even in that four-year period, yeah. it's, it's changed. Massively. You've seen quite a lot of changes yeah. even in four years. Big time, yeah. yeah big it, time. You see it in in a space of weeks in some cases, don't you? It yes, can, it can it can change drastically. Yeah, exactly. I, I, when we first moved here, we were in downtown, and I, okay. I, I think when we left downtown to when we when we got there to when we left, it, it was totally yeah. different. There was like four or five new tower blocks. Yeah. It, it's constant constant change yes. right yes so four years now um what made you move to dubai then was that because of, of work because of a job or yeah combination really okay. so uh, my wife's also a lawyer so okay obviously super yeah super interesting married couple um so we <laughs> we both worked in manchester in the uk yeah. previously so the opportunity came up to move out here um we didn't have kids at that stage so yeah. it was sort of a do it now or forever regret that decision not yeah. to do it. So, yeah, we came out and that was four years ago yeah. and so we haven't really looked back, looked since, back since then. Yeah. Yeah. So had you been out to Dubai prior to, to moving here? No, no okay. Uh, wow. sort of, everyone's sort of really shocked by that. <laughs> we, we'd never been to Dubai even on a holiday before. Wow. Okay. So it was, it was very much a sort of calculated so you saw some pictures online yeah. and you thought it looked good yeah. and that was it, why not? Basically, yeah. yeah. We, we heard it was very hard this summer. We thought, oh, <laughs> 
That should be okay. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually got here and realised so, it's sort it's of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we did arrive in October, so okay. I guess maybe if we'd arrived in like the height of the summer, we might have, yeah, yeah. Might have got back on the plane and headed back yeah. to Manchester. <laughs> to the rain. So, and you were, so you were working in Manchester, did you, did you live in Manchester at the yeah. time? Or, yeah, yeah okay. we were both living and working in yeah. Manchester. Nice, sort of in nice the, place to live, nice place to work. Yeah, yeah, in the city centre, it was nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah but really, we lived there for sort of three, Three, two and a half, three years. Okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So have you seen major differences with Dubai and, and Manchester? Um, yeah, I suppose. I suppose if people say that Manchester sort of has some elements of London, but yeah. has its northern, northern charm, yeah, which I can definitely. say, given that we're both northerners. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think. I suppose they're trying to do two slightly different things, and I suppose Dubai is a bit like everything's the biggest yeah. and the best, and the fastest and, and that kind of yes. stuff so it's um it's definitely different to manchester yeah. and like sort of liverpool which is my sort of home yes in town yeah. as you probably will all, all established of course stage. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to football later <laughs> so um in terms of, of of coming out here then obviously you, you didn't you didn't come out to check it out you, you arrived and, and you went straight into into work you had a job ready to to come into yeah yeah, yeah correct yeah straight into it so and you managed to secure that from from home it was is it the same company or yeah so for my wife it was the same company okay. so that once that had sort of been more or less lined up, yeah. we then, I then looked at roles and then yeah, we managed to fortunately come straight out with yeah. jobs each. I, I know yeah. sometimes people come on one of the parties yeah. and sort of looking, which yeah, is, yeah. is is challenging, yes. right? Um, I think we'll probably come back to it later on in terms of maybe it's a bit more challenging yeah. at the moment with yeah. various things going on. Yeah, yeah. so you you were both here and, and, and ready, ready to go from the start. Yeah, yeah, I think we gave ourselves like a, a week okay. to just, Probably just get used to the yeah. searing hot yes. temperature, yeah, <laughs> a little bit straight and into the. Straight and into so, what was what was that role? Is that a different role than you're in now? Or yeah, is it the same. So, so in my wife's case, it's the same. Okay. same law firm. Yeah, for myself, I've moved uh, in the last year to a different law firm. Okay, so um, I'm now at PwC Legal, yeah. which is the law firm which forms part of Pricewaterhouse. Okay, Cruise. yeah. So, so yeah, it's good. It's yeah. different, different. Excellent. So how was the the decision making process of, of moving out to Dubai then? Was it something you both kind of straight away you discussed and you were like, yeah, absolutely, we were both keen or was one more favourable than the other? How, how did that go? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, probably a combination really because, so we, we hadn't been to Dubai before, yeah. but we had both done a period of time in um, Asia when okay. we were training. So okay. I'd worked in Singapore yeah. six months and my wife had worked in Hong Kong. Wow. So we, we'd done the whole expat yes. style placement yeah. on a six month period where obviously worst case scenario, you're only there for six months. Yeah. So I think our thought process was it will have certain parallels mm -hmm. to living in yeah, that expat community, which it, it has to yeah. be honest. So it was sort of a calculated risk yeah. based on the fact that that was quite an interesting experience yeah. from a professional side. So it was kind of almost a similar mindset of we, we can go, we'll see how it is, if yeah. not, so it, what, we, we go back and... It, it, exactly, yeah. and, and, and from, a, from, from a professional side, um, 
law firms here tend to be slightly smaller headcount. Okay. So the, there's generally considered to be a good opportunity to yeah. progress and I gain see. quite a lot of experience yeah, as well. Yeah. In that sense. Okay. That's that's quite quite boring point to make, but <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> um, so tell tell me a little bit about the the role then. What's what's it involved? So, corporate lawyer is that the is that the title or that that, that is the title? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. exciting. I was gonna say you you, you sat you said that in a very unexciting <laughs> way, but, but yeah, that, that is exciting. Yeah. So so my role day to day is it's corporate M and A work. So we act for businesses or individuals whether they're selling the business yeah. or potentially buying the businesses okay. um, and it's it's the legal sort of documentation and process that okay. sits behind that yeah Th- there are other teams in, in our firm that do other things like employment okay. immigration those sort of things but my focus is, is in that sort yeah. of corporate m a okay sphere okay so it's um very varied on a, on a day-to-day basis it, it can be yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 quite varied and you meet a lot of people and it's very it's very interesting because yeah. no, no two days are the same effects good yeah. so it, it's every transaction has its own nuances yeah. its own personalities its own backstory okay. and history so yeah, yeah. It, it's it is very interesting and you're dealing mainly with um, clients based here in in the region or are they overseas it, UK and it, it's a combination okay. so it can be UK, US clients who we perhaps only see face-to-face very infrequently, or it can be clients here who are perhaps selling the business who we'll see very frequently. So it's a real mixed bag of of, of things, which is also quite nice to have a variety of of clients. Yeah. So is there a lot of of kind of buying and and selling going on then at the moment in terms of the, the, the business world in in dubai in the region i i think i mean i think over the four years i've been here that there's been inevitably sort of ups and downs yeah. in terms of activity um i know we can't really have a conversation about business as two british people about talking about brexit but, <laughs> of course yeah. we'll talk about brexit. <laughs> but i think brexit is possibly having a net positive effect on activity okay. because international companies that are in the uk are probably thinking we're not really sure what's happening yes. So we'll look to invest in other places yeah. such as Dubai yeah. and Abu Dhabi, where there's a lot of obviously with Expo, there's a lot of excitement Absolutely. here. Yeah. Um, and equally, individuals who are maybe British nationals are thinking, perhaps I'll sell the business now yeah. and do something else, okay. and, and see what happens in in terms of the yeah. UK and, and Brexit. Because I think that's the key thing with Brexit. Yeah. No one really knows it's the uncertainty, right? Exactly, yeah. and, and it's prolonged uncertainty beyond anything that anyone yeah. probably had ever contemplated yes. a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a long time ago now. Seems like a very long time ago, yeah. Um, so interestingly then, from what what you said there, um, I guess right now in, in, in Dubai, where, where we are, it's it's also an interesting time, I would suggest. It's, it's quite a challenging market. Um, maybe it could be seen as uncertain. Do you believe that maybe, maybe certainly more certain than the UK, but how, how do you see the, the landscape here right now? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I think that there is, if you put the uncertainty of Brexit to one side, you're right. It, it, the time at the moment, Dubai is, is obviously overwhelmingly an exciting time. Yeah, yeah You've got the expo, which, mm. you know, you just keep seeing these photographs and, and the media coming yeah. out of 
where that's up to people are going on these bus tours to see how it's coming along yeah. it, I think it's going to be a very interesting time to be here yeah. when it's on and I think everyone who's here is going to try and get up there for, for one of the days yeah. later on probably when the, the sort of international yes. like massive for all dies down but I think there's obviously a lot of activity as well from the government to try and stimulate and carry on that growth in terms yeah. of reducing fees and you know things like the foreign direct investment law okay. that we'll come back to in a minute yeah. opportunities to dual license and be yeah. onshore when you're in a free zone yeah. like it, there's a lot going on that as I said before in the last four years a heck of a lot has happened yes that I think overall is positive for business owners entrepreneurs yeah. and investors yeah so I, I think that's something that is very welcome yeah. in the business community in, in my view and from, from what you've said it sounds like you're very positive on, on kind of post Expo 2020 as well that it will do what it's it's meant to do and, and the, the place will continue to grow from there I, I, I think so I, I, my impression of it is that the Dubai government have, have picked up on other international events not necessarily Expo events yeah. but things like the Olympics in other countries yeah. where they maybe all spent way too much money yes. on things that have then become white elephants. Yeah. So I think, I think the Athens Olympics in particular yeah. was was well reported that most of the stuff from that is now just sitting yeah. empty. Yeah. Whereas crazy. I I know London had tried to then have like sort of legacy yeah. and new stuff again, and I, I read something the other day about the Expo saying that the British Pavilion's gonna be sort of recycled or okay. reused after. Okay. So so I I I think they've got people way smarter than me who were looking at it going we want it to look awesome for the six month period but we want to have something afterwards Mm -hmm. here that is actually a legacy for Dubai and something that will be remembered after 2020 it'll be something long standing for the region yeah and you only have to look around the place to see that generally they 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 do things well they 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 do look into things and and yeah look to the future as well absolutely and and you some of the some of the changes that are happening for expo are going to be helpful anyway yeah some of the like roads and the transport i mean thinking that this morning on the way traffic yeah Yeah, you know obviously there's a bit of disruption while they do something but of course it'll be a bigger highway a longer metro those things will be useful way beyond expo i was going to say when people forgot about expo but I'm not sure that one happen because no. all anyone's been talking about in Dubai is Do you think there's a chance that it won't go to plan? I I I personally think there is next to zero chance that it won't okay. go to plan. Because because I, I think so much time and undoubtedly so much money has been spent yeah. on delivering a project that is going to be a success. Yeah. That I think the possibility of it failing is so limited because yeah. they're not trying to in, perhaps in other countries they might have tried to save money on it or perhaps you know have less people working on yeah. the implementation but my impression here is that it's probably the opposite yeah. they've just got all Go the top international consultants on yeah. it and there's a large amount of cash going into yeah. it so I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if that proves yes. in the future to be wrong Good. <laughs> it sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, um, So just going back on a, a couple of points you mentioned, in terms of, let, let's look at kind of setting up uh, a business out here. Um, yeah. I would imagine 
there is a lot of, of legal issues or constraints and yeah. you should you need to consider that maybe people don't actually have a clue that are there. What would you say are the, the I'm sure there's a lot, the, yeah. the main points to, to consider? Yeah, no, that, that's, that, I think that's, that's probably the key point for someone coming fresh to the market. Okay. So that if they're not coming here as an employee, if yeah. they're coming with an idea, a venture, you know, they want to set a company or that is their sort of day zero. Yeah. How do we actually do this? Yes. And it, it sounds really simple, but the key thing that that, the, that person needs to think is wh what is it I'll be doing? Mm -hmm. What office space do I need? Yeah. Wh where will my customers be? Okay. Will, will the customers be um, in Dubai? Yeah. Will they be international? Yeah. Are you just sort of organizing your wider global activity from here? Or are you going to be selling goods or services yeah. to people like me and yourself yeah. in, in Dubai. And I, I think the, the danger is that people, especially maybe guys from countries like the UK where they just set a company up on company's house and they yeah. can just hit, you know, same day, yeah. 50 quid, that's it, so you've got done. your trade license done. Right, let's, let's now find a property to open. Yeah. Here it, it's, there's an, as you sort of hinted at, there's a layer of complexity around visas and, and premises. So I think the key thing is to have a really sensible think of what you need. Yeah. Obviously, goes without saying, getting some timely and helpful advice. Yes, absolutely. And, and that, that is from someone, possibly someone legally qualified, but also one of the various sort of companies that provide that, that set yeah. of support. Yeah. Um, going it on your own and doing it maybe from Google and then just nipping down to the DMCC and getting a trade license is <laughs> risky. Is one approach, but it's, it's not necessarily the, the advisable approach. Yeah. So I, I think, I like the way you put that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it does happen. So, <laughs> so is it a very, uh, is it a very lengthy process? Is it, is it, I imagine, like I say, it's, it's challenging. Is yeah. it something that you need to have six months in, in mind to, to have your idea be ready to go to actually get it in place or yeah. is it longer or can, I, it, be, can it be shorter I'll, I'll make you laugh I'll give you the classic lawyer answer to okay. that where I'll, 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 I'll not really answer the question <laughs> it, it all depends Lee, on where you set up okay so the time to set up an onshore entity and set up three different free zone entities yeah. is dependent on the requirements of each authority yeah and, and the which are all different. The, the, yeah, the, the, the great thing about Dubai is there's so many free zones. Yes. But one of the challenging things about Dubai <laughs> is there's so, so many free zones. So yeah. in, in, unless you, you've got to really hunker down in terms of the specific yeah. requirements of each one. The, the other thing that people might often forget is you, you do often need to get things like powers of attorney okay. and, and sort of documentation perhaps in the UK, yeah. notarized, and okay. you to the embassy, which there's two points there. One is is cost, because yeah. let me tell you, that, that pair document can be yeah. a couple hundred pounds, yeah. um, and time, because it's got to physically go to different places and be stamped, okay. and each of those embassies and ministries will have their own you know, service level of three, four business days. Yeah. So it, it, it can take, it, it takes the time it takes, yeah. but if you're proactive and ahead of the game yeah. and you've got your ducks in a row, yeah. when you come here, you can then 
implement it in a much quicker way. It, it's where you've not done any of the homework yeah. and you suddenly got to go, go rush off to the UK yeah. perhaps and get stuff stamped. Yeah, that, yeah. That's when it... So that's where that advice initially comes in. If you've got, yeah. that, you've got an idea of, of, of what you need, yeah. get as, as prepared as you can, Yeah, it's, it's going to help. It, exactly. And, and the other point I mentioned before about some of the free zones and authorities reducing their fees, to be fair, on the Dubai Abu Dhabi end of it, once you get to that point, yeah. the, a lot of those you know, ministries of reasons are actually working quite hard to, to streamline okay. that process even further. Yeah. But it's just, there's always gonna be a sort of extraterritorial, outside the country yeah. part, which it, it does take more time than people okay. really ever budget for yeah. shall we say yeah, yeah. so it, better to say it won't be a week and then it's a couple of weeks yeah. and then everyone thinks it's great because it's not six months yeah, yeah. it's probably the way I would look at it and <laughs> <laughs> um, mentioned when we've discussed you know mentioning like free zone offshore mainland um, I'll be honest when I first came to Dubai I had no idea what the, the, the what what I've never heard of, of that those kind of sayings um, and there's probably people listening to this, maybe in the UK, maybe elsewhere, that again, very similar to me, we can talk about it now. Yeah. Um, you'll know it better than me for sure. What what's the what's what are they? What's the differences and, and, and how does it impact business or setting up a business? Yeah, no, that's a classic classic question. And as you say, the the sort of people who aren't here, it will probably just sound like misleading yeah. words. Yes. That don't have any meaning. <laughs> so in in a nutshell, the the concept of an onshore company or a mainland company is a it's effectively an LLC, a limited liability company. Okay. It sits somewhere in the UAE that is not within a free zone. Yeah. So it's effectively anywhere that's not a free zone okay. area. And and that company will have a a a local ownership requirement. Yeah. So uh, typically, it would be at least fifty-one percent of that company has to be owned by a UAE or GCC national. Yeah. Um, some activities, it will be a hundred percent has to be owned by that UAE or GCC national. Um, there is some talk about relaxing that, which I'll come back to in a bit yeah. later. Um, and at its simplest, you, you you'll set up a sort of an agreement and a relationship with that sponsor okay. who who is effectively just your nominee. Yeah. So there's, there's a market practice that you'll have a contractual agreement that they are supporting you, yeah. but are not a active and participant okay. shareholder in that, in that company. Yeah. So that, that is most common where you'll be trading with the general public yeah. and you need to use that route to be compliant okay. in, that, in that sense. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the other side of that is, <coughs> excuse me, is setting up in a free zone, yeah. which we're, we're sitting in today. Yeah. So in a free zone, the, the, the point of a free zone is that 100% of this entity can be owned by any foreign national. Okay. There's no local requirement, lo local shareholder requirement. Yeah. The, the restriction of a free zone is that, strictly speaking, you should only trade with people within this free zone or outside of the UAE. Yeah. Okay. Now, now there is a there is a sort of grey line around what if you've got some customers who are onshore but yeah. come here and, and that is the part where it becomes slightly unclear yeah. and there's the danger that it could be um, you know 
if, if the authorities were minded to yeah. to clamp down on that, they, they could well they could have an issue or do that. Yeah. yeah. And and then the other company you mentioned is an offshore yeah. company, which is a defectively a type of free zone company that will have no activities here. Okay. So a common one you see is a is a JAFSA okay. or Jebel yeah, yeah. offshore company. Yeah. And they are used effectively as a holding vehicle to hold land, but they won't have a office and activities here yep. because that form is designed to not be like the type of free zone entity that we're sat in yep. today. It's okay. a slightly different job. Okay. It is worth thinking about the, just talking very briefly about the FDI, yep. FDI Foreign Direct Investment Law, okay. which is very bogus at the minute. And, and what that's going to do is it's the, it's the government saying some activities at the moment you need 51% local shareholder yeah. or 100%. We, are, we have given you a list of activities and in these activities we may consider the ability of a foreign shareholder to okay. own a higher proportion of those entities. Yeah. But, but at the moment it, it's in its sort of early days. Okay. Um, and that, that needs a little bit more sort of data in terms of how it's being applied yeah. in practice. Some activities are effectively what you call negative listed. Yeah. So various sort of oil and gas activities are outside of that okay. regime. So we'll always require 100% yeah. ownership. So it's more other activities that are yeah. okay. And this is, I think, listening to that is, is why you need to take the, the right advice because again from from my point of view coming over here and not having a clue you get here and then you think oh <laughs> didn't know that i'm trying to set up a business you've, you've not thought about where you need to be who you're going to be dealing with because again that seems very key in what you've said there is who are your customers if yeah. you're in free zone and you're going to work with other companies fine if you need to be working with um, the general public or, or people in, in the mainland let's yeah. say yeah. you need to make sure you have that set up um, I, I, to I, save yourself issues going forward and i think that's i think that's the right point because it saves it saves issues day to day operating yeah. you know you try and you win a contract with the government but then yeah. you're not actually compliant so yeah. you've got to set up a new entity it costs time but the other point uh, you mentioned at the start is if you then look at someone setting up and then selling that business or taking investment in the future that that's going to be a real sort of red flag to investor that yeah. the structure is actually sort of non-compliant of course so yeah, it, it, it could potentially put people off yeah. and cause you headaches later on yeah so again it's worth considering the, the long-term the long-term plan yes yeah definitely so it, one thing i i found fascinating because again i didn't realize about the the local ownership that to be on mainland you need that you need that sponsor and it's um, yeah, it's crazy. I, I've heard some some very positive stories about that. I've heard some very negative stories about that. What's yep. the from a legal standpoint? Yeah. What's the what's the, the the main I guess benefit and the main well the benefit is you need it I suppose. <laughs> the the I guess the disadvantage or the challenges with that. The I mean the I think the market has moved on a lot. Yeah. Um, so. 20, 25 years ago, the, the, the only option there was to actually have an individual Emirati or GCC national yeah. to be the direct shareholder. And now that there's sort of a market has developed where you have what you call um, corporate 
service providers or corporate nominees. Okay. So I, I won't sort of give anyone particular promotion by naming them, but <laughs> the, the, I'm sure many people who live in Dubai will know two or three. Um, they, their model is effectively to provide a, a company to you that, that, that will be the shareholder. Yeah. And then that itself will be owned by individual UAE nationals or GCC okay. nationals. And the, going back to your terminology of benefits, the benefit of that structure is that that is effectively best practice in mm-hmm. terms of you're then interfacing with a sort of, you know, a, a polished commercial outfit yeah. whose, whose trade is to provide these robust yes. protective structures. Yeah. So you, you're eliminating the human element of interacting with an individual who perhaps you, you don't have any alignment yeah. with in business yeah. and, and the risk of any sort of difficult conversations down the road yeah. it, it is reduced because if they start being tricky as your shareholder, yeah. clearly they're going to lose a lot of custom. Of course. So you've got that sort of inherent trust, yeah. tr- trust relationship there. Yeah, I've heard, I mean, there's, there's the stories I've heard in terms of the, the individual, the sponsor, and, and if there's a, an issue with that person, going to prison, for example, yeah. um, that, of course, that can then affect your business. Yes. And they have no, as you say, kind of day-to-day hands-on activity, but yet, because of something that they've done, you're affected quite it, quite badly. It, exactly, and, and the other... I'm I'm a lawyer, so let's use nightmare scenarios because we love to let yeah. one nightmare scenario <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. and scare everyone. The other nightmare scenario, well, two other nightmare scenarios. Let's, let's get let's get another one. One nightmare scenario is if that individual is perhaps you know becomes unwell, yeah. incapacitated, you know if if they actually you know sort of actually pass yeah. away, and um, you're into a quite a complicated structure then of, of local. A Sharia law yeah. inheritance, okay. which is qu- quite complex in terms of who then becomes the heirs. Yeah. So you could quite quickly become a, a, a co-shareholder in a company with a distant relative of, of perhaps the individual who you wow. had a great relationship with. So that's one nightmare sort of unexpected result. And the other one is effectively um, you know, a classic scenario of, for example, someone comes over set up a good a new a new company, starts off two or three years, you know, breaks even, yeah. does a little bit of business, it's yeah. not setting records, but you know, they're having a great build up. Look to ten years later, it becomes the next, I don't know, Uber yeah. career. It becomes the next huge thing. It's turning over a huge amount of numbers. Mm-hmm. If if you've got a very unclear contractual agreement with this individual and um, you, you clearly could get into a quite a sticky situation yeah. where if, if you've not careful on the way you've structured it and everyone's clear on their roles and responsibilities, yeah. you, you could be having difficult conversations when it comes to who takes the financial upside. Okay. Um, so I, I, I think I, I've probably seen the first scenario of the sort of untimely yeah. demise of someone yeah. more often, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. But you should also consider the potential almost messy divorce scenario yes. around financial <laughs> upside being, yeah. being a problem. Yeah, I, heard, I did hear a story, I don't know how true it is with regards to Costa, and Costa arrived right. here, that 
the, the the sponsor didn't really know about Costa and just said yes and then went somewhere else and saw that it was everywhere and came back and thought actually I really need a bit more money <laughs> yeah so. that's a great thing about Dubai you, you have the there were also many stories that yeah. almost ever mixed yeah so, exactly I, I'm, so I'm, many I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure that I'm sure that actually was a very small that's a good idea off, for yeah. another, another podcast actually the urban <laughs> myths of Dubai you could just talk about all kinds <laughs> debunk them yeah yeah 100% <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's very very interesting. I think it's um, it's quite it's quite detailed and, and deep, but it's very important for people to understand. You know, it's not just yeah. you arrive here or you're here at the moment and you think, right, I'm going to set up a business. Let's just tick a box, pay a fee, and off we go. And, and we're trading. There's a, there's a lot to consider. Yeah. Which actually is maybe not a bad thing because if you get all of this stuff in place, yeah, it sets you up well going forward for for your business to to, to, to have a good platform to grow. Yeah, and the and the other thing I would say is. The, there are there are industries and businesses here where a what I would call a sort of active sponsor are, are absolutely key. Yeah. So the, the the old model of twenty twenty five years ago was you, you aligned yourself with a local or, or GCC national yeah. who was the go to guy or or girl yeah. in that industry who would help you in a cultural and, and local relationship okay. sense. So I think there, there will be times when having that particular individual is, is super helpful yes. and you yeah. can make sure you protect yourself in the right way. Um, I, I think the other point, tying back to my earlier point is that, again, if you look at a business, if you're looking for an investor at a business and they've got individual local shareholders, yeah. the, the first thing you would say is that, you know, you explored now this new opportunity okay. here to, to use that corporate nominee yeah. so I think if anyone's thinking between the two it's definitely worth considering the corporate yeah. nominee structure yeah. to give yourself that future proof yeah. approach definitely so again we talked about sort of um, you know locals nationals and and I guess the, the great thing about Dubai I believe is the diverse the diversity of, of, of nationalities and, and cultures yeah how have you found that as a as, as living and, and working here it I, I completely agree i mean that i think because you've got a because you've got such a diverse melting part of nationalities yeah. and cultures everyone is obviously drawn by the excitement and the development here yeah but it, it means you know just taking a silly example from a if you're sort of a foodie mm. I can't think of any other place I've ever lived or worked where there's such a diverse <laughs> choice of, of it's cuisine. It's hard to know what to eat. It, it, Too it, much to choose from. It, it's almost overwhelming, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Even even down to your deliveries at lunch. Yeah. I mean, you've got oh, a yeah. huge choice yeah. of stuff. Um, you can have different cuisine every yeah. day, every, in a week or even in a month. So I, I, I think that's great. And what, what's also great is that that then develops into certain parts of of the, of the of the city are you know a particular area's got a, quite a lot of you know certain types of restaurant yeah. which i think is great as well because you've got almost communities within yeah, communities I yeah. so I, I i think that's actually part of the the charm yeah. of, of it really yeah and in terms of uh, obviously making making the move and, and living and, and working here starting a family it sounds like a very positive experience so far. Has there been any any major challenges within that four years, and or a challenge, and, and, and how have you overcome that? I think, I think, 
anyone who's who's thinking about coming here should be aware of this and anyone who's been here will have experienced this the first i think the first month or two it's it's obviously very exciting yes but it's quite overwhelming so and you're going to say expensive well it's that as well yeah <laughs> that's the list but but you you have this sort of treadmill when you get here where it's you've got you get here you need to get your visa yeah. done then you need to get your emirates id you want to get a lease but yeah. you can't do that until you've got yeah. this you need to get your checkbook for your rent <laughs> but you can't do that until you've got your yeah. MRIT so you, you do I certainly found in the first couple of weeks it's overwhelming in terms yeah. of big everything's you know flashy then you want to get yourself into a nice apartment yeah. but you can't really do it because of this needs to be this and the computer's not saying you can do it yeah. so I, I think ultimately everybody experiences that and having spoken to work colleagues and then people join later from me you then just impart that knowledge of by month two yeah you'll be in your apartment yes you'll you'll be writing checks for, <laughs> for, 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 for fun yeah and you will be flashing your MIT ID to everyone <laughs> yeah. so it, 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 it's it's just a bit of a shock to the system yeah. how much paperwork's involved yeah, yeah. Um, and then once you hear that there is quite a lot of paperwork for certain things yeah in your personal life and any in your business thing but after a time you become quite used to that yeah, thing so, so I think that's probably the key yeah. the key point just everyone does it and it, it's all fine in yes. the end yeah and it's even quite a, a shock writing checks yeah, it's yes. hard to do that in the UK now but I, I don't I, think you can I, I'll, I'll tell you now I had a checkbook in the UK okay. and I never open the front page of it <laughs> and then with it being with it being here for a couple of weeks I, I was writing quite a lot of yeah, checks yeah amazing isn't it <laughs> I remember the first time I went to write 12 checks and I think my hand was actually physically in pain afterwards it's yeah, hard work I agree and, and, and it makes, probably makes you sound a little bit silly but I had to sort of think quite hard yeah. about what you had to yeah. put in like where's numbers yeah. you know only put a line through it yeah, it, yeah. it's I think I'll go back to the UK in the future and then want to constantly pay my check because I'll, be, I'll disregard contactless and Apple yeah. Pay and I'll be my check. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, Dubai is such a kind of a, a, I guess, a futuristic and technologically advanced place with so many things. You know, we can get food deliveries so easily. I get petrol delivered now. Yes, um, same, yeah, guilty. But yeah, in terms of making payments, you still have to write a check for a lot of things. I, I, uh, I think it, on that though, I think it, it is moving in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, I, I have just recently written some checks for my lease okay. um, yeah. to renew, but but I think we are moving in a direction where there's possibility to pay in other ways. So yeah. I remember when I first moved here, I was trying to constantly pay local taxis with debit cards. Yeah. And I was just being told that yeah, we didn't have a terminal yeah. or it, it wasn't actually hooked into the system. Yeah. But I read something the other day to say that now they are massively pushing yeah. it towards that and you can use them. I believe you can book public taxis now via, uh, I think it's like, I think Kareem's got them. Yeah, you can, after so, now to, on that, yeah. that's, that's a sea change yeah. to, you don't need to pay any yeah. tangible cash. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a cashless. That's a move in the right direction, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's helpful. So what's the, what's, what's the best part of living in Dubai, would you say, for you? I think the best part of living in Dubai is 
is if you've got something like you know Expo on New Year's Eve or you know the Grand Prix. Yeah. There's there's many parts of the year where the the this sounds very dramatic, but the eyes of the world are on the yeah. Dubai and, and the UAE, and I think being an active participant and resident here is qu- quite exciting. Yeah. So, so you know New Year's Eve, the UK TV are absolutely fixated on Dubai. showing yeah. the Dubai fireworks. They've got Sydney and Dubai. They're sort of two or go to. Yeah foreign spectacles and you're you know living a couple of miles away from that or yeah. you know very near to it so I, I think that's the best the best part of it and there's obviously opportunity to travel yeah from one of the world's biggest airports and and you know jump on a plane and go yeah. somewhere different so there's it, so many places within quite easy reach to be fair yeah, isn't there? yeah and e- even staycations we yeah. um now with a little one we we would often you know, go to one of the other Emirates, yeah. and, and I feel even after four years, I've only scratched the surface. Yes. There's, there's, yeah, there's yeah. loads of other places in the in the UAE, also in Amman and other yeah. parts where just absolutely beautiful yeah. scenery totally and, and stuff to, to be to be seen yeah. and done. It's amazing, isn't it? What's within a couple of hours drive? And we went to Russell Kama a few weeks back, and you could literally be anywhere, and yeah. and you'd pay a lot of money, you know, to to fly and and stay, and yet you can. You can drive there within two hours, and once you're here, there's uh, at times there's some very good deals available as well. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's a good place to be. Resident rates, and, yeah, and and to be honest, uh, you know, I think you get a bit spoiled there because yeah. you'll go back to a hotel in like Manchester or London, <laughs> and it'll be a lovely hotel. Yeah. But I think the the five star hotel here and the five star hotel in yeah, the UK, it does a real difference in yeah. in um in. in what that actually means in yeah. terms of experience, service, quality, you know, dining. It, it's it is you know really yeah. what it's made out to yeah. be. Very 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 good. So just uh, there's been a lot, lot of very there's so many more questions I think I would I would like to ask. Um, in terms of looking at again at the kind of the business landscape for people who are I mean even if they're looking to to, to move here to to start a job. Or, um, or, or start a business or the living here already want to start a business it sounds like it's a place that you would you would have positive things to say about doing that and would, would recommend it yes yeah yeah I, I think it, it's somewhere that if you have a particular you know an intimate idea things like for example you know fintech yeah. is I know it's big in other parts of the world, including certain parts of the UK. Yeah. But it's huge here. Yes. A- AI. Oh, yeah. th- yeah. There's there's a lot of government interest and investment in things like fintech, artificial intelligence, um, you know, certain types of social media work. Yeah. It, it's all it's all very very clearly the place to be doing those sorts of things. Yeah. So if you come in with those sort of ideas, I think it's a great place to develop those ideas and yeah. um, obviously the, there is cost element in terms of things like more expensive yeah. but the potential in terms of the market is, is huge it's huge um, I think one thing I would I sort of I would, my, one of my observations would be from a if you look at it from an employee perspective so you're not immediately going to set up your own business let's yeah. say you've coming as an employee I think maybe a couple of years ago people might come more 
on a speculative basis, yeah. perhaps with a partner, and then they would try and find a job. I think there's a lot of there are a lot of jobs out there. I think it's it, it's maybe the market is slightly more difficult for job yeah. hunters. So I think maybe where a couple of years ago people would come out on that more speculative basis. Yeah. My own experience from my friends and, and sort of colleagues is people are generally trying as much as they can yeah. to try and get locked down before they short, sort of shut up shop in the UK or wherever. Yeah, yeah. Just to yeah. take a bit of that uncertainty out. Yeah. But, but there are jobs and you know, it, it's not like a massively negative story. It's yeah. just to get everything sort of lined yeah. up and, and ready. Yeah, because it's, it's a big, it's a challenge anyway, right? Moving from a different country and, and setting up. And as you said, and I totally agree that the first couple of months there's a lot to sort out, there's a lot to get ready, there's a lot to do, there's a lot of t- to pay for. And then if you're looking for a job at the same time and having that, I suppose, pressure and worry, yeah. it, it can be tough. So yeah, I think it, if you can, it, it, would, it would definitely put you in a, in a good position. But equally, it's not impossible. You know, when, when we came out, I, I had the job secure, my wife didn't. And, you know, eventually, you know, it, it came to plan and got somewhere so it's definitely possible for sure no I completely agree and I, I think obviously it is that bit harder to look for a job yeah. before you're here because yeah. there's an element yes. if, if someone is on a telephone interview or I guess a Skype interview yeah. but there's no substitute for them actually coming someone's in someone's actually here meeting yeah. a new boss yeah. you, know, you can get a much better view both of the place you're going to join and they can get a better view of the person yeah. who's the applicant so I, I agree. There's yeah. a there's a balance between the two. So again, a lot of a lot of useful information and, and advice, um, and I would definitely suggest people probably reaching out in one way or the other to to talk in more detail with you. Um, to to kind of summarise, what would be your your sort of top let's say top three tips or, or points on on let's say setting up um, a business out here in, in Dubai? I think. My top three would be, and this builds slightly on what we've said, you know, number one, be clear on what it is that you want to do. Uh, Number two, be clear on where your customers will be and what type of of size office, number of employees, visas that you need. And then I think number three, and this is particularly if someone goes down the sort of onshore route, is is have have a really sensible and thoughtful idea on who your partner will be and 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 as I said before you know do actively explore the sort of corporate service provider structure on that okay some good some good tips some good advice there and I definitely think yeah it would be well worth anybody you know reaching out I'm sure you wouldn't mind and we'll we'll let people know where where you are um Finally, um, because again, a lot of people I know that, that listening are either considering making a move, they, they might have a family here or might have a family at home or maybe looking to start a family. Would you recommend it as a, as a place to, to live uh, with, with a family? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, um, you know, we, we did the sort of typical Dubai thing of starting off in an apartment yeah. and then we've moved out to the sub, suburbs. Yeah. We've got a villa you know, nice garden, there's yeah. a pool, a, a community pool, there's parks. Yeah. It, obviously, the, the summer, in terms of the heat, can be challenging. Yes. But if you, outside of the height of the summer, it's it's a really nice place yes, to amazing. bring up a family yeah. and uh, there's a lot of opportunities to do outdoor, outdoor stuff yeah. and there's food, there's brunches, obviously. I, I think it's a, it's a really nice, and 
if someone listens to this from the UK won't necessarily appreciate the complete element of this but I think in terms of how safe yes. it is I, 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 when I lived in Singapore I found it incredibly safe okay. and secure and it, it's very similar to that yeah. you, you would not feel like you have to always you know lock a door yeah. or you couldn't leave your possessions on their own for yeah. just five minutes it, it, the danger is that when you go back to the UK, you've got to be like slightly more. Yeah. You can't leave your car running for yeah. twenty minutes yeah. outside. Yeah, in the yeah. Of the Sainsbury's. You, you, over, you yeah. can't leave your briefcase on the side yeah. and then nip to get your coffee and then come back. And it, 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 yeah, I'm pretty sure it won't be there. But that, that's a great that that's a great feeling to to feel that secure. And it, yeah. it then it's a nice place to have a family because yeah. you feel secure for them yeah. as well. I would totally agree. It is it's a <clears throat> a very a very safe environment and yeah you get that feeling wherever you are and, and particularly with a family that's a that's a big a big plus point you know at the end of the day so well worth considering um where can people find you and are you are you avid social media user are you are you available online how can how can they get in touch yeah i, de- I definitely wouldn't ever describe me but <laughs> my wife definitely wouldn't describe me as an avid social media user not a bad thing um i the best way to contact me is is via linkedin okay. so yeah, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are on on there. So yeah, I bet Ben Sims on LinkedIn. Yeah. So S I M S on the family name. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. I've got you know some information on there about our our, our firm, yeah. and you know by all means, drop me a, a message, you know, connect request, and okay. and happy to sort of have initial chats with people. Perfect. And um, even if there's nothing around like a sale yeah. or a, or investment coming yeah. up, but if you're thinking about getting ready for that, or yeah. you've got questions about for example do i know any friendly guys who can help on a corporate nominee setup yeah. then by all means reach out and I'm, i'll be happy to happy to help brilliant i'm sure you'll get a few people in touch no doubt um yeah thank you very much ben it's been very 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 interesting um there's definitely a lot more that i think we could probably talk about yeah. um but yeah um within the essence of time don't want to keep you too long i know you've got a busy day so really appreciate you coming on and yeah thank you for sharing uh, being very kind of honest and, and open with what you've shared as well and yeah I really, really really enjoyed it thanks very much and, and, and thanks for having me I think the other other episodes are very interesting so I'm, Good. I'm hoping we will find this <laughs> as, as half as interesting they as will the absolutely ones. yeah I think it's <laughs> uh, I could uh, I've been very interested myself even though I've got some understanding I feel like now I, I know a little bit more as well so for people that didn't have a clue to start with they'll be even even better positioned now so yeah thank you very much Great. and uh yeah, we'll uh, maybe we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Thank Steve. you very Thank much. You. That was episode seven of the Do Business Podcast. Huge thank you to Ben, Ben Sims, for appearing on the show. Really, really good insight and, and information into. Um, life and 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 really the the details particularly on the business side from from setting up a business from buying from selling a business um, and lots of of points and and real value and and, and things to to consider when you know looking to 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 start or um, maybe looking at purchasing a a business or of course selling your own business here as well so um, a couple of the points that that, that Ben mentioned uh, interestingly and particularly for anybody living in the UK at the moment and considering a move here um, Ben believes that and, and I do have to agree that Brexit is actually having a positive effect on business in the region here in in Dubai in the UAE because of the uncertainty in the UK. Um, 
it's also, you know, it could be seen right now as a bit of a challenging market here. Um, but again, in Ben's words, it's an overwhelmingly exciting time in Dubai because of Expo 2020 coming up. And, and, and I would completely agree with that. The, 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 the vibe and the feeling here is that um, it's a really, really exciting, really, really positive time coming up for Dubai. The government are also keen to continue and, and assist with the growth uh, and through the new foreign investment law, which I'm sure Ben would be more than willing to, um, to discuss in more detail with you, um, should you want to, to, to reach out. And one of the, the, the main things that you mentioned if you're actually considering starting a business is really to consider what, who and where. You know, what are you selling or what's your product, what's your service? Who are you dealing with? Who are your customers? Uh, and where? Where are you dealing with those customers? Where do you need to be? There's different areas and, and um, reasons for, for setting up businesses here in, in Dubai within those different locations. Uh, and again, Ben went into a bit more detail on that, um, but it should definitely be considered. It's not something you can just come and, and arrive and, and set up without putting much thought into it. Um, from a more of a kind of personal side, Ben also shared that um, one of the, the main challenges really is the first couple of months when you get here, there's, there's quite a lot of, of things to do and, and to sort out and, and at times there's things to pay for. Um, sometimes you can't take the next step because you're waiting for a document or you're waiting for a checkbook. Um, so really just to, to have that in mind and you know make sure that you're aware that there is a little bit of setup to do. It might be a bit of a challenge, there might be some, some stress and some hassle, but after that, it, it, it really does get a lot better and you can start to, to, to really enjoy life here in Dubai as well. So again, big, big thank you to Ben. I'm sure there'll be lots of value in there in that episode. Um, on next week's show, or next the next episode, um, we have Nigel Silito. Uh, Nigel is the CEO of Insight Discovery. Really, really interesting, uh, again, information and, and value that he shared. Also um, discussed the, the kind of financial services industry as well. So um, look forward to sharing that one very soon. As always, please, please do leave a, a review, ideally a five-star review, as the, the more reviews we get, um, the more people we can reach and, and hopefully add value um, as hopefully you are finding with this podcast yourself so thank you for listening and look forward to sharing that next episode very soon thank you